Watch podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch podcast, we will be discussing an article that Nebraska Extension Educator Aaron Labry wrote for the March issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Economics of Yearling Systems, a review. Thanks for joining me today, Aaron. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Aaron, this article is a review of a 2020 Nebraska Beef Cattle Report article that looked at a number of research studies conducted by the University of Nebraska looking at yearlings and production systems, specifically focused on performance and profitability. Share with us some of the results of those studies and how producers might utilize this information as they think about their own production systems and how yearlings might perform in them. Certainly. So the focus of this report was really to address some of the questions or help producers walk through maybe the thought process to address some questions they might have when it comes to backgrounding or, or yearling systems. Because as we know, it can really be a, a complex sector of our industry. Uh, it's, it's much more diverse than just producing calves from cows or, or finishing cattle. And so a lot of times producers have questions such as what are the most economical feed resources? How much should calves be gaining? How much compensatory gain will they make? Uh, what market they should be targeting and, and how does the market respond to weight and body condition. And so, again, the objective is really to apply some current economics to some previous research that's been done and really evaluate how management decisions can affect profitability of, of some yearling production systems. And so for the first study that was discussed in the report, calves were Winter did either a lower rate of gain or a fast rate of gain around 0.8 pounds per day or two pounds per day. And then run on summer pasture as short yearlings for 62 days or long yearlings for 120 days. The net profit for the yearlings off grass was greater for those wintered at the faster rate of gain and maybe better for those sold off grass after 62 days if, if wintered at the fast rate. Now this is primarily because of the price slide and lighter weight after 62 days of grazing because cost of gain and grass break even for these calves was actually greater. In the second study discussed, uh, calves were, or compared, I guess, in a normal system versus an intensive system. And so in the normal system, calves were wintered at 1.7 pounds per day, and then grazed summer pasture for 128 days. And in the intensive system, calves were wintered at a rate of gain of two pounds per day, and then grazed summer pasture for only 78 days. And so the goal was to produce yearlings of comparable weight off grass in these two systems. When fed in the feed yard, the yearlings in the intensive system were marketed in November, and those in the normal system were marketed in January. And so net profit off grass was about $12 greater for the yearlings in the intensive system. And so if you're selling after the grass phase, intensive system was more favorable. However, the market for finished cattle was about five per hundredweight greater in January the normal system than in November for the intensive system. And so this caused the finishing system net profit to be much greater, and we're talking $62 per head for the cattle off grass in September in the normal system than in the intensive system. And then a third study that was reviewed, this was actually a six study summary that covered seven years of performance data that compared the effect of winter rates again on overall growing finishing system. And so calves were either supplemented with two pounds of distiller's grains, and that's two pounds of dry matter, to achieve a lower winter gain of around 0.6 pounds per day. 
and compared that to supplementing calves with five pounds of the slurs grains to achieve a higher winter rate of gain at 1.4 pounds per day. Um, and that's for calves on stocks. And then they graze summer pasture as yearlings. Now, profit after wintering on corn stalks was greater for the calves wintered at the higher rate. Uh, but while the yearlings compensated on grass for lower winter gains, the yearlings that had higher winter gains and lower grass gains appeared to compensate in the feed yard. Those that were wintered at about the 1.4 pounds per day actually had heavier carcasses and a much greater system net profit when finished. So as you look at these different systems, Aaron, obviously some real variation in terms of performance, in terms of what the cattle were wintered at, how they were marketed. Give some perspective on how these different systems might be impacted based on your resources and your target, whether you're marketing those cattle off of grass, whether you're retaining ownership. Seems to be a number of variables that go into play here in terms of how producers might think about this information and apply it to their own production system. So a lot of it is going to come down to what feed resources you have available and what is most economical for your operation. If you have access to corn stalks or distillers grains, um, that could be a cost-effective option. And when we think about distillers grains, they're often a cost-effective source of energy and protein. But um, if you don't have access to that, then your system's gonna look a lot different. Um, as you also mentioned, when we think of our, our targets, we wanna think about our target average daily gain. And, and that's gonna be influenced too by your, what market you're targeting. Um, but based on these studies, we saw that a higher rate of winter gain around that one and a half to two pounds per day was the most economical for the production of yearlings or finished cattle. And then there also were no clear benefits to selling yearlings off grass in July versus September in these studies. Uh, net profit appeared to be similar. So if you're retaining ownership of your yearlings through the finishing phase, it may be beneficial to leave them on grass until September and capitalize on what has often historically been higher prices for finished cattle in January. Uh, but again, depending on what your target market is, uh, your system could look different. So I think really the take homes here is, you know, we traditionally have thought about lower winter gains and then capturing some compensatory gain on summer grass. There's, there's certainly opportunity to do that, but I think this, winter research would challenge us a little bit to think about maybe cattle gaining in that pound and a quarter to pound and three quarters a day, even up to two pounds, still can be pretty profitable through the winter phase, still perform uh, acceptably on grass, and then go ahead into the feed yard and do well also. So maybe challenging some of the traditional thought process of uh, kind of growing those calves slow through the winter. Most of the time we wouldn't think about a pound and a half to two pounds of gain as being growing slow, but I think this also might reflect just some of the changes we've seen in cattle genetics over the last 30, 40 years, a lot of potential in those cattle to grow. And so I think we see that as those cattle move on through the production system. Anything else you'd like to highlight, Aaron, on this study or things you think would be valuable for producers as they think about the information and how it might have application to their own operations? No, I think we pretty well covered it. I just, I know the yearling phase can be challenging with all these factors to take into consideration, but I think it provides a lot of opportunity for producers as well, and especially for some of our younger producers trying to get into the industry. Well, thanks again for joining me today, Erin. Thanks for having me.
For more information on the article that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I'd encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. At the website, you will be able to find this article, as well as the 2020 Nebraska Beef Cattle Report article that was reviewed in this summary.